0: You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure.
1: Last regional to uh, set up is the Midwest Regional. And, uh, of course, when I think of the Midwest of the United States, first thing that comes to mind is uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, My guest to uh, set up this uh, region is uh, Adam Wodum from College Hockey News. Uh, Adam, welcome back to the Pipeline Show. How does this happen that uh, the Midwest Regional is uh, going on the East Coast?
0: Well, I guess that sounds not technically the coast, but Uh, it's close enough, I suppose, if you're out there in Canada somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, no, I mean, it's it's really uh, because the NCAA can only put regionals in places that bid on them and, Mm It's very difficult to draw a crowd in a lot of Midwestern arenas. Some of them have tried, and so they just kind of stopped trying a lot. And I think Allentown was the only place that actually put in a bid. So there you go. That's the location.
1: All right. Well, the four teams, uh, uh, Minnesota Duluth, defending national champions, they'll be taking on Bowling Green. And then you've got the Cinderella story, Arizona State. Sun Devils going up against uh, Quinnipiac. Uh, Let's start with the defending champs in Minnesota Duluth, Uh, now, their game against the Falcons of Bowling Green, uh, it is the first one of the day, correct? Yes, it is. They're the four o'clock game, right. uh, Eastern time, uh, on Saturday. Let's look at it from the, the perspective of the Bulldogs. They've got to be the favorite, I would have to think, going not just to do this game, but to come out of this region. Oh, yeah. Um, why are they so good?
0: Boy, you know, heavy favorites for sure, obviously defending national champions, and they've had a great regular season. The only reason why they weren't in first place uh, in the NCH is because they're maybe, you know, teams slightly better uh, nationally. I mean, them and St. Cloud were 1-2 nationally and in the league, but they just beat St. Cloud in the NCH tournament final. In overtime, they have a great head coach in Scott Sandlin, who, uh, you know, the team was playing a little bit of a short bench uh, this past weekend. There's some guys but guys got hurt during the game, and Sandlin really pulled a lot of great strings to uh, just keep his team in the game after it was not looking good early on. So uh, that, you know, you got Hunter Shepard, the goaltender. They have the experience from last year winning the title. They won every game last year by one goal. It was, uh, you know, a very... A situation where they just seemed to be able to pull out games left and right, and that carried over this year. Obviously, they've got a talented roster, with guys like Scott Perunovich, Mikey Anderson, guys who are going to be NHL players. And so, you know, Noah Cates, he's one of the guys that's been banged up. But, uh, you know, there's just so much there. And Bowling Green has gone off a devastating loss in the uh, WCHA tournament championship game. Uh, they were up two goals late, two late goals lost in overtime. I mean, you know, the first time they were in the tournament in 29 years, And it was like they were just so depressed after the game. I felt bad because they couldn't even enjoy the fact that they finally made the NCAA after all these years. They've they've been close many times in recent years. So, you know, they have uh, some talent on that team. And I I think if they won that game, we'd be looking at this a lot differently. But because of the way they, they lost that game and then they've had some weird losses during the season, you almost look at it like, oh, you know, if it's a close game, You know, Minnesota Duluth just has so much experience in those kind of games, and Bowling Green has not yet proven it can win the big game like that.
1: I love the tail of the tape page that you guys have uh, that sets up the head-to-head matchup uh, for uh, each game all season long, but it really comes in handy at this time of year. Um, Now, when I look at that, the head-to-head between these two teams, both clubs won 25 games. Bowling Green scored more goals this year than Minnesota Duluth, which actually surprised me quite a bit. Um, the power play though the Bulldogs have the better power play penalty kill is is in favor of Bowling Green, but how much of this comes down to quality of the conference that each team plays in?
0: Yeah, I mean that's a big part of it. I'm not, you know, I don't say that to knock anybody. I mean it just is what it is, just factual. And uh, you know, Minnesota who's playing a conference that's won the national championship the last three years and have the top two teams going into it this year, so it's pretty hard to argue with that. You know, the quality of competition they face night in and night out. Um, you know, they, one of the losses they had this year is when half their team basically was at the World Juniors. Yeah. So, you know, you look at it that way. And, uh, you know, Bowling Green, though, has been a solid team. I mean, it have had some good wins this year. Uh, beat Ohio State. You know, they've beaten Minnesota State as well. So, you know, it's not like they're slouches. Believe me, I think they're legitimately an NCAA tournament team, but it is a little different.
1: Now, these two clubs hardly ever play against each other. I like think the last time was... Back in 2007, I believe. Also something I'm picking up from uh, from your website. So not a lot of history between these two clubs. We'll see how it all shakes out on Saturday. The other uh, matchup uh, features uh, Quinnipiac, the Bobcats, who have been somewhat of a regular uh, appearance uh, participant in the national tournament here the last uh, number of years going up against first-timers Arizona State. The Sun Devils, such a great story this year to see an independent get into the national tournament. Is this where it ends, though, for Arizona State? On paper, does not look like a great matchup for them, but you can never count them out.
0: No, and as my colleague Joe Maloney likes to say, if you have a 930 save percentage goalie, you can do just about anything. Mm-hmm. So that is what Arizona State has in Joey Decourt, and that has been huge. That guy is a legit prospect. Of course, Quinnipiac has also Andrew Shortridge, who has similar numbers, although he's on it in less time and facing less shots than uh, the court will face on a regular basis. Uh, you know, the thing is Arizona state's a great story. They do have, I mean, you know, they have a legit score in Johnny Walker, great name. They have uh, a legit defenseman. I mean, this is the year of the defenseman in college hockey, all these puck rushing guys in the, in the uh, Hobie candidate or uh, Hobie candidates and, and NHL prospects. And mm-hmm. Arizona state has one themselves in Brinson Pescius. And, you know, those are the three legit players. I mean, that that means you can be competitive any game. So it, it wouldn't shock me if they won the game. I mean, Quinnipiac is a good team. You know, the only weird thing here is Arizona State hasn't played in a month because they're not in a conference. They weren't in a conference tournament. So, you know, I don't know what that's going to mean. I mean, I guess if they win, we'll say the rest helped them. If they lose, we'll say the rest hurt them. So, uh, But the funny thing is Quinnipiac's best player, Chase Prisky also hasn't played in a month because he was out for two games, the only two games Quinnipiac was in, in the ECAC tournament for suspension. So he hasn't played. So, you know, that's a factor, too. And uh, Quinnipiac's banged up on defense with uh, their second-best defenseman out for the year, Brandon Fortunato. So I think it's it, it it's going to be closer than people might think. And, again, it wouldn't shock me. Now, Arizona State's had some pretty, pretty good wins this year, um, not necessarily against any of the tournament teams, um, but teams that are just outside the tournament. I mean, they've won a bunch of games against, against those kind of teams. So, you know, they, they'll be competitive. Uh, and, in fact, like I said, coming off that ECAC tournament series loss when they did not have Prisky in the lineup. And so who knows how that plays in, into this year, and uh, they've got to get their, their mojo back together.
1: Well, even though Arizona State hasn't been around all that long, at least at the Division One level, these two teams have actually played each other a lot over the last few years. Not necessarily yeah. not this season, but a couple of times in each of the last two or three years. That familiarity does is it an advantage for either club, though?
0: Yeah, well, that's an interesting point because the reason for that is because Rand Pecknold, the Quinnipiac coach made fast friends with greg powers the arizona state coach i mean you know greg powers was a club coach for arizona state when they made the move to division one they decided to keep him on Mm -hmm. rather than just gassing him and finding a so-called experienced division one coach so he was looking around for you know people to kind of be his mentor a little bit and i think Rand took him under his wing at the you know coaches meetings and stuff like that and so they became friends and they wound up scheduling each other a lot. But and so it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that you know, Arizona State has learned a lot from from Quinnipiac and Rand built that program there. So you know, it, they, there's there's a lot of familiarity. I don't know. I mean, I suppose that kind of thing would it would always help the underdog a little bit. Yeah,
1: maybe it does. Uh, all right. The last question, uh, we're only going to look at those two games in the regional, uh, and uh, we'll end it with uh, the another question, something else uh, that it, uh, I got by reading uh, College Hockey News. Every year since 2006, a number one seed has gone out in the first round. Those number one seeds this year, St. Cloud, UMass, Minnesota State, and Minnesota Duluth, if it were to happen again this year – and it's unlikely, but it's been unlikely every year, but it seems to be happening every year. Of those four teams, who do you think it would be this year if it happens?
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not even likely that one will happen, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's, it, sometimes it's been more than one. And I think you can make a case for almost any of them except for Duluth. I mean, you know, obviously St. Cloud playing American International, that's going to be tough, but St. Cloud did lose the Air force last year. Right. So, you never know. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, Minnesota State playing Providence at. Providence, basically, so that that becomes a road game there, plus Minnesota State has never won an NCAA tournament game. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are looking to that one, but you know, and I hate to say this because UMass has been a great story all year, and uh, it's not that I necessarily trust Harvard who they're playing, but the uh, Adam Fox-Kale McCarr matchup, you know, excuse me, uh, UMass did not look great in the uh, hockey's tournament game against Boston College, so you know, if, if you're going to look anywhere, I, I would—I think I'm going to point to that. I mean, Harvard's got a dynamite power play with so many blue chippers on there. So if they stay out of the box, he must has a much better chance. But take some penalties, uh, there you go. So, I mean, if I had to pick one, I'm
1: picking them. But really, you know, nothing surprises me at this point. Awesome. Adam, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the hockey this weekend. You got it. Thanks, man. Adam Warden from College Hockey News rounding out the uh, guest list. On the Pipeline show this week, as he broke down and set up, and uh, any other analogy you want to use, looked at the Midwest uh, Regional with Minnesota, Duluth, and Bowling Green. My pick, Minnesota, Duluth, Arizona State against uh, Quinnipiac, the Bobcats, and uh, I'm actually going to go with Arizona State, continuing the Cinderella run, and you know what, complete homerism on my part. Uh, Brinson Pashnuck there, Tyler Bush there, so yeah, sure, I'm going with uh, the former AJHL guys, but... uh, I think it's a great story, and uh, as media guy, I cheer for the story. So I'm taking ASU to upset Quinnipiac. However, I do have the Bulldogs running over ASU in the final of that regional and getting to the Frozen Four once again. So uh, I have put my picks out on Twitter, and I've done so uh, publicly here on the show. I want to hear from you, so let me know. At TPS underscore Gee, uh, your regionals and your outcomes uh, for the regionals. Who, which four teams you have get into the Frozen Four? And I'm sure, listen, once this uh, weekend is over, we know who the four teams officially are in the Frozen Four. We'll get to you know the Frozen Four coaches show here on the program and, and all of that type of stuff, and we'll reassess and, uh, and make predictions again. But it's fun to predict now who your, your entire bracket is. And uh, so I have uh, St. Cloud State and UMass meeting in one side, Providence and Duluth in the other. I have St. Cloud and Duluth meeting in the national championship game, and I have the Bulldogs repeating as national champions. That's my bracket. Tell me yours. That wraps up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. Next week, there'll be uh, lots of CHL talk, as we didn't do any uh, this week on the show outside of the updates in the uh, opening segment. Uh, But there'll be lots of uh, CHL talk next week. We'll also get into the Frozen Four. There might actually be two shows next week, maybe three shows in the next two weeks, because the Frozen Four Coaches show will be in there as well somewhere, and that might be a separate thing all on its own. We'll see how things unfold, but uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks to all four of my guests who uh, joined me today to set up the NCAA uh, National Tournament. The next episode not that far away, so between now and then, get out and watch some junior or college hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week here on the Pipeline Show. Till then, I'm Gee Flaming. See ya.